Coming up next, the Josh Kirby Unsports Podcast. We took a week off, but now we're back. CJ and I have another great episode of the Josh Kirby Unsports Podcast for you. Make sure you stay tuned. Catch us on the other side. Indeed, I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby, on Sports Podcast. All right. This is another episode of my great podcast. Yes, indeed, I am Josh Kirby. And I'm CJ Mintier. Yes, indeed. We took a week off, but we're back in action now. Before we get started, just want to let you know we're sponsored by Route 11 Chips. Make sure you check them out in stores, Martins, Food Lion, and Giant. The Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast is also part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network. So, without further ado, before we begin, I'd like to say, yes, we did take a week off, but... That's because we had to figure out some stuff, but we're back in action. We want to make sure CJ and I bring you the best content each and every week, and I do greatly appreciate all the supporters we have had and have currently, and it's great. We love doing this each and every week, and I'm glad we're back in the saddle together, CJ. Yep. It's been a... Rough couple weeks, but we're back at it with some sports. Yes, sir. I mean, not a lot to talk about first off, but let's get it started with a different sport. The Kentucky Derby. Wow, what a race that was. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it long, but Maximum Security was the favorite. And they thought he won, but after a like 20-minute review, the jockey and his horse like switched lanes or whatever you call it in horse racing, but they ended up getting disqualified and second place winner country house with the 65 to one odds wins the Kentucky Derby. So CJ, I'm not sure if you watched a whole lot of that, but um, what were your thoughts on what you saw highlights wise? If you, watched it at all because it it was a very crazy Kentucky Derby and every year you know I I, I'm not deep into horse racing but it's very interesting to watch it all unfold well I think it was kind of harsh of what they did to the jockey of course they dropped him down to 17th place in the race after the review was final but this is the very first time that this has ever happened this is the very first time that we have had a a booth review for a horse race, who knows? But now the Triple Crown is out of the question here for... Country House. Yeah, Country House, because he's not going to be racing. He's not going to be racing in the next race. So we're getting multiple stories here just from horse racing. Who knew that this could come about? I thought it was... uh, I still think it was kind of harsh, though, because, like I said, this is the very first time that this has ever happened, and it's only for one-and-a-quarter-mile race. Like, this race probably takes about a minute tops to happen, and all of a sudden, just everything is blown out of proportion. 
So a uh, very big and interesting day for horse racing because, once again, the Triple Crown is out of the question now. And also we have had the very first booth review and disqualification for probably the most prestigious race in the entire United States. So very controversial. Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy. And the amount of the amount of coverage that goes into a one-minute race is unbelievable. Like, I'm not sure if you've ever sat down and watched a Kentucky Derby, but for me, there's like six hours of coverage for a one-minute race. That's unbelievable. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. The guy that calls the horse races... They cannot get anybody better than that. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, you, you have to have a special type it. of person to be able to do it. They have to be doing it for years. Yeah. They have to be the best in the business because you're on the biggest stage. This is the Kentucky Derby. It's, it's the most prestigious race. Yeah, and I, I have the tabs on my Safari browser on my phone still from Justifies Three Legs to Win the Triple Crown. And... There was a small camera shot in the top right corner with the horse racing video of the guy calling the race. In the enthusiasm he had, it was incredible. So, 65 to, to 1, one odds. Yeah. Anybody who bet on Country House won a lot of money. Yeah. I, I, I know. Horse I, racing is a very lucrative business if you can win that type yeah of but i actually know somebody who put two dollars down on country horse and win won like 250 bucks oh wow <laughs> yeah so um yeah that was our quick tidbit on the kentucky derby so now i want to get into some playoffs updates we are now in the eastern and western conference finals for both the NHL and NBA. And I want to start with the NBA and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. This is talk of the town. Kawhi yeah, Leonard. Oh my goodness, Kawhi Leonard. Like I, I just want to get all, get this off my chest real quick. It was a very lucky shot. Uh, yeah, I just no, want to get it was. that off my chest real quick. It was. I mean, I how how does a basketball bounce from one side of the rim? Twice was it to the other side of the rim and then goes in. Like, if you're on the court there, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, one second before that go ball goes in, it feels like an eternity for those players. A lucky shot, but even a better photo of Kawhi squatting down right next to the bench over there. That was <laughs> that was an amazing photo that happened. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And um, the respect afterwards, um, Joel Embiid was crying. If you're a man who talks as much crap as he does... You better be able to have a soft spot in your heart when you know that you've lost, especially in that fashion, especially in that fashion. That's very heartbreaking for a city like Philadelphia who loves its sports teams. It's very heartbreaking to see that. But what do we expect from the great Kawhi Leonard? What else do we expect? All the right. Raptors win game seven. This is the very first ever buzzer beater in game seven in NBA playoff history. It was a spectacle to see. Yes. Yeah, so um, we're starting off 
tonight as we're recording, Golden State facing Portland in the Western Conference Finals Game 1. And Wednesday, Toronto against number one Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference final game one. What a final four right there for the NBA, especially coming out of the East. Who would have thought that the Milwaukee Bucks would have been such a dominant force this year with, of course, I hope to God, eventual MVP uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the the Greek free guy. (laughs) Could you botch that? (laughs) I hope that it is a great series. I didn't butcher it that bad. Ante Kimball. That's not, his last name. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, you're not even going to try because you'll Do, just butcher you, it even. You know, let, let's just make another podcast on how to pronounce Giannis's last name. <laughs> that, okay. that, that would be a great podcast. But anyways, back to what you were saying. No, I was just going to say it's it's great to see from the past five years that the Cavalier, excuse me, four years, that the Cleveland Cavaliers were the dominant force in the Eastern Conference. And once LeBron James and all the playmakers from Cleveland go away, look who just comes out of the water, the Milwaukee Bucks. Who would have thought that they could have been such a dominant force this year and have a chance to play for a title if they win in seven games? Yeah, it is definitely interesting not seeing Cleveland in the mix, but Golden State knocks off James Harden the Rockets in six games, and I know you had some stuff to say about that one. I, I just I just feel that James Harden is are, is one of the biggest chokers. I really do. What it, In the regular season, James Harden was putting up big numbers. He, But, of course, he's one of those guys that I feel in some respects has – has the same type of attributes like Russell Westbrook. He's a stat stuffer. And he's never going to be able to take that next step to try and win a championship because I don't think he really cares as much. I really feel that he is one of the biggest chokers because you've had so many years now to beat the Warriors and you failed every single time because what do we say about the Warriors? They're the best team in the NBA. They're the best team because in this last game, you didn't even have Kevin Durant. The Warriors didn't even have Kevin Durant. He was injured. And the Rockets had a better chance because Kevin Durant is their best player as of right now. And the Rockets couldn't even beat him on their home court. The Rockets were in the Toyota Stadium and they lost. And the Warriors didn't even have Kevin Durant. Steph Curry had 33 points all in the second half. All in the second half. That's unbelievable because it shows what the Warriors are and have been. They, I feel like this team is like the 2015 Warriors when everybody was rooting for them because everyone was like, we get to see a new team actually take the throne. <laughs> but the Rockets, once again, you had a chance because especially Kevin Durant was injured because now that Kevin Durant is going to have a chance to come back against Portland – you could have had a chance to play Portland and not Golden State. That's what I wanted to say is that the Rockets now for the past four years have always been a victim to the Golden State Warriors, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. I really don't. Yeah, so um, any predictions on the NBA Finals? Okay, like I want to see Portland win because I really like Damian Lillard and uh, C.J. McCall. I really do. I really like those guys. 
Uh, but I just don't see it happening against Golden State because once Kevin Durant comes back, it's over. It really is. Kevin Durant is that much of a force with them, combined with Clay, combined with Steph, combined with all of them. And But I want to see Milwaukee take it this year. I really do. I think Milwaukee has what it takes to beat Toronto, who once again won by a lucky shot against Philadelphia. They did. I want to see Milwaukee take it against the Warriors. I feel, I hope that it will be Milwaukee versus um, Golden State and Giannis will be the MVP. I really do. Yeah, so um, NBA for you, shifting over um, to the NHL. And boy, what a first two games for the San Jose Sharks. They went ahead and... um, it took them seven games to beat Vegas, and then they go ahead and they smack St. Louis in the first game. Yes, yeah, six to three. Six what to three. what a crazy game! I saw some of that, and the there were a lot of good plays in that game, and well, like it, you know, like just puck handling. I I saw a lot of good stuff. Three in, goals in the second quarter too. If second it, period. Yeah, second period. <laughs> second. <laughs> I'm still in football mode, people. I'm still in football <laughs> mode. Yeah, but g- crazy stuff. And then you have Carolina in Boston. Boston taking game. Excuse me. Was that game? They're up two to nothing right now in the series. Yeah, two to nothing in the series. And they just won six to two on Sunday. So right now they should be playing tonight. Yes, I Bo- at Boston won yes. five to two game one and six to two game two. That's so, kind of disheartening to see for a team like Carolina. I feel like they they put a they they beat your your Capitals, and then they go and sweep the Islanders, who I thought were a very good team, and now they're putting up four goals in two games, and letting up twelve. I mean, and letting up eleven. That's not very good for a team that I think could have had a very good shot of going to the Stanley Cup and winning the Stanley Cup with the way that they were playing in the playoffs. But the Bruins just look like the dominant team right now. There's still plenty of games to be left played, but you're running out of chances. You really are. It's playoff hockey. You never (laughs) know what's going to happen. All Boston has to do is win two more, and that's it. And here's a stat for you. Every year Carolina has been in the playoffs, they've either either made it to the conference final or the Stanley Cup final. Well, the last time was 2006, right? I believe so. That they won the Stanley Cup. I think it's been – I can't remember the last time they were in the playoffs. I believe it was 2006. Don't quote us on that, but I believe it was. Okay. Last time I checked. But um, predictions on the Stanley Cup, CJ? Well, I would have to say San Jose because they've – San Jose, they – two years ago, they – excuse me, three years ago, they lost to Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup final. Um in the previous two years, they've made it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think this year they take the notch and they actually win the whole thing against Boston. I would see that Boston would still handily deal with Carolina and face San Jose. It would be interesting to see. Could you imagine that if the Boston Bruins do it, we could have all three major sports from the New England area win a world championship, basically? win a Super Bowl, win a World Series, win the freaking Stanley Cup. Could you imagine that? That would be... Well, <laughs> I mean, that would be great for the city, a lot to celebrate. Yeah. That would really be good, but 
I, I think San Jose has a good shot. I still think that San Jose could win it. Yeah. I really think San Jose has a great shot against Boston. But Carolina, I don't think they have the steam to roll ahead against Boston. And I think San Jose and Boston in the Stanley Cup with San Jose winning it. Mm-hmm. So we will see. That was your playoff action right now. So moving on. Some oh yes, you wanted to talk about the Lakers. Yeah, it, Frank Vogel gets the nod as the head coaching position for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I was very surprised Ty Lu got uh, overlooked, Left unconsidered. A yeah, Ty Lu's without a job right now. You, you're telling me the the one head coach and. People out there will say it was all LeBron. It was all him. He brought the team together. He did all this. I don't care. He is the one coach to win a sports championship in Cleveland. And he did it while making sure that all the pieces were in the right place. This is a guy who coached LeBron. He coached J.R. Smith. He coached Kyrie Irving. He coached Kevin Love. Coached Tristan Thompson. And he made all five of them work in synchronization. He made all five of them come from a 3-1 deficit to beat the Gold State Warriors, who had the best record in the regular season in NBA history at 73-9. He went to four back-to-back-to-back-to-back NBA Finals. Sure, he only won one. But the fact that like he just gets no consideration at Los Angeles because he knows how to handle a team with multiple personal multiple very diverse personalities, might I mind you, and Frank Vogel gets the nod over Tyron Lue. I thought the front office in Los Angeles would consider Ty Lue a lot more since yeah. of his history with LeBron. And I think it's a bad move they picked Frank Vogel. I, like, and also, there's so many more players who want to play with LeBron James. Kyrie Irving could possibly go there. Kawhi Leonard has shown interest of going to the L.A. market. We're seeing big-name players. Kevin Durant might go to the Clippers. You're seeing these big names want to go to the L.A. market because it's good for their brand. It's good for exposure. And you're telling me that a guy like Ty Lue could not deal with those multiple personalities? That's ridiculous how Frank Vogel gets the nod over him. That's all I wanted to say, though. It's and just, I really think that that was a poor decision. I really do think so. I'm sure he's a great coach. I'm sure he is. But to say that Ty Lue, the guy who won the only sports championship for Cleveland as a head coach, doesn't get the nod and has coached the best player in the NBA by LeBron James, not, not getting the nod over Frank Vogel, that's... That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why they did that, but I guess the Lakers have greater reasons that we don't know about. Well, I guess so, because, I mean, Jeannie Buss didn't even know Magic Johnson left <laughs> I mean, like, until she found out on social media just one day, oh, Magic, you left? Yeah, Jeannie, yeah, I did. I did leave. <laughs> like, come on, that, that organization just seems like a mess right now. Yeah, so... It's going to be interesting to see it next year, but um, hopefully 
Frank Vogel can improve the Lakers somehow, some Maybe. way. It's going to be interesting, but as of right now, I think Cleveland's in a rebuilding state, even with LeBron, and they just need the right pieces. Cleveland? You mean no, Los Angeles? Yeah, you were talking about Ty Lue, and I... <laughs> oh, man, but yes, It's Los only Angeles. been one week, Josh. Come on now. It's only been one week oh, that you've been gone. I know, I know. So, Get back um, into it. Draft lottery tonight. Um, Your predictions on where Zion might end up. If... He's got to go number one, man. I feel like the Knicks would be the team to take him, especially because of his brand name and him wanting more exposure. I feel like the Knicks would want him up in New York, and because the Knicks are one of the biggest, have one of the biggest fan bases for some reason, up in New York, and I feel like he would go number one to them. Yeah, but um, is it out of the question the Wizards might roll number one in that draft lottery? There's Do you a... think that your Wizards would have a chance with Zion? In the D.C. area? I don't know. I've seen reports about it if um, they were to get they number one. They need a one. coach, first off. Yes, they do. They need, they, need a, they need a new overhaul, I guess you could say. Not your, really. They did get rid of Gurney. Uh, That's what Ernie. I mean. <laughs> they got Gurney? <laughs> He's Ernie. not dead. He's just fired. Yes. That's all. They got yeah. rid of Ernie, but they need a new coach. And they need to get some things sorted out. I don't think the best idea is to have Zion, to have a that big of a icon for your team. But that's just me. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. The Wizards definitely need some sort of overhaul. Mm-hmm. John Wall with his Achilles or whatever injury. I think it was his Achilles that retour or something. And I, I'm not sure if he'll be back and ready healthy. For next season and Bradley Beal pretty much the only gun for the Wizards and as you know 25 players last year in and out of the locker room and so it's going to be interesting to see if the Wizards pick up Zion if they roll number one in the NBA lottery but you know it's the lottery anything can happen there Shifting our focus now from the NBA over to the NFL with an update. Um, Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin both get released from Seattle after failing their physicals. I'm sure you have a lot to talk about on this, CJ, but my take first, it's an end of an era era in Seattle. And it was was good to see all— I wouldn't say it just yet, but— I would say it's almost completely there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, mean, uh, Chancellor was part of the Legion of Boom, and Doug Baldwin had some great years in him. officially have every single member of the Legion of Boom now officially off the team from when they were good. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see what Seattle does with this. But first off, you're getting released because you fail a physical— um, I think it was Chancellor with the neck injury. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Cam Chancellor had some more neck problems. I'm not sure if that's an issue that caused him to fail his physical. And You can never be too careful with the neck. You, yeah. You can never be too careful with that. Yeah, and Doug Baldwin. I mean, both these guys are veterans, but if you want to play, what, what, why are you failing physicals? I really don't understand that. Well, it has that. to deal with injuries over time. Yeah, I, that that's something you can't prevent. But That's the, what it is, The though. question I have, were they in shape, or was it because of injuries? Well, 
it's absolutely because of injuries because Cam Chancellor sat out an entire season this past season because of the serious neck injury that he had. And then Doug Baldwin was because of recurring injuries over and over again where literally a doctor said to his face, I don't think you will have a chance to play again. Why, why do you think it would be them being out of shape? Well, I don't know. It was a physical, so... I, I mean, it's an NFL wide receiver and a strong safety. I mean, I, I know they just get out of shape all of a sudden. I, I just didn't know if they were prepared for camp or whatnot. You, you know, the Capitals, Devontae Smith Pelly this year showed up to training camp like 30, 40 pounds overweight. He was not ready. And you saw the result. He got sent down to Hershey. But that that's a different sport. That, that sort of crossed my mind. Through this, I'm not saying, man, were they just sitting around eating junk food? I didn't think that at all. No, but these guys are, I, I feel that a different type of breed, especially for a guy like Cam Chancellor, that guy, I would want to keep myself in tip-top physical shape, especially for the type of position that he plays. Yeah, but besides the point, in my opinion, an end of an era is coming to Seattle and it's going to be interesting to see how Pete Carroll plays this now without Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor. I'm, I'm going to miss Cam Chancellor. I am. It was I, great watching the Legion of Boom. I, he's, a, he's a Virginia boy. Went to Virginia Tech. Played, played a safety for them, of course. He was uh, recruited as a quarterback down there, actually. Uh, I'm going to miss Cam Chancellor because you – when you went to play Seattle and when you got to play Seattle for the past five, six years, you knew what you were getting into when you played it against Seattle, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Because Earl Thomas was, he's the guy that you're like, man, he knows how to make plays everywhere around the field. But Cam Chancellor is like that Troy Paul Malu guy who knows how to lay you out. And he, and he wasn't no small slouch either. He was 6'4". This is a guy who's in the middle of the field, and he he would make I, – I still remember the clip of him and Ezekiel Elliott trucking each other. Ezekiel Elliott trucked him, and Cam Chancellor got right up and shook his hand because it's like not many people do that to me. Trust me. He's the, There's a video on YouTube about he's called the enforcer. He was. You remember the hit on Vernon Davis that he had? on the sideline against the 49ers. Go look up the video on Vernon Davis of him getting hit by Cam Chancellor. He's knocked out cold on the ground. I I, I am going to miss Cam Chancellor because he won a Super Bowl championship. He's part of one of the greatest defenses to ever play the game. So I, I'll miss him, especially because in the Seahawks uniform, he was the leader of that defense and he was the enforcer. Now, as goes so far for Doug Baldwin, he's a very underrated guy who did not get a lot of love. Okay, he had a quarterback in Russell Wilson that gave him the ball a lot of times, and and people were like, "Who's this guy?" It's like Doug Baldwin's been a force for four years in the NFL, and it's unfortunate to see that injuries have caught up with him. I feel like he was always under the wing of like Russell Wilson in beast mode. You know, the offensive weapons that they had, guys like Golden Tate, guys like uh, uh, Javon Curse, like under those guys. But he still was that guy that you're like, dude, he's their number one receiver. You just don't know it yet. 
you really just don't understand. Uh, it's very interesting to see uh, how a guy can sustain that many injuries and a, do- and a doctor tell, tell him to his face, yeah, you may never be able to play again. And that's very heartbreaking for an NFL player who's worked his entire career to try and get back to this one, to try and get to this one moment. And it's sad to see him both gone because of stuff that they can't, they can't prevent. They, they can't help that Cam Chancellor has a neck injury. And like a doctor's like, look, if you hurt your neck again, you might not be able to walk. Okay. Because it deals with your spinal cord and Doug Baldwin these are multiple injuries that they could have damage to multiple parts of your body, and I don't think you want to deal with that. So it's very hard to see an almost end of an era. The only one person that I would see that would be an end of an era in Seattle is Bobby Wagner, and that's it. They Just because he's still, in my mind, the second-best middle linebacker in the NFL, and he still rules that defense with an iron fist. So, Yeah, so... um retirement is looming maybe for Doug Baldwin from some of the tweets he's been posting. Cam Chancellor, we don't know, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Our last and final topic, a look at the MLB season so far. Um, CJ, do you have any thoughts on the MLB season in a whole so far? The Pirates, Anybody else you want to talk about? Yeah, I really need to keep my mouth shut about making predictions because the (laughs) Seattle Mariners are now third in their division because the Angels have now overtaken them. And the Mariners are now 21 and 23, and they started out very hot this year. Like, I really need to keep my mouth shut with these types of predictions. And then also my Pirates, they started out very good. They were 12-6 and six at one point, and then they lost eight games straight. That was after going 2-3 and three in Washington. Yeah, it, like, you had such a good opening season. Our pitching, especially our aces, were doing so well. And now we're fourth in the NL Central. It's really heartbreaking to see. Well, it's not heartbreaking, but, like, the we're 20-18. and 18, We're above 500, but the fact that we were – we were gunning so high at 12 and six doing very well to fall to an eight game losing streak. And now to 20 and 18, it's really disheartening to see because like we're in such a hard division. Like we really are. We got Chicago Cubs. We have the Milwaukee Brewers and we also have the St. Louis Cardinals who are in our division and we have to fight with them every single year. And you're always going to get a very good team who can make a run of the World Series out of our division. So it's it's really unfortunate to see. Your Nationals, though, you wanted to talk about your... Like, I know you wanted to brag about your pitching, but you're near the bottom in terms of pitching right now as the Nationals. It's Our, really bad. The Nationals' bullpen is the definition of a dumpster fire. Can't be as bad as Miami, but... But go on. <laughs> I, I haven't heard a thing about Miami. They're 10 and 29 right now. Oh, they really right. are. <laughs> but for the Nationals in the NL East, what, uh, CJ, uh, l- let me throw you out a question. What's worse, 
the amount of injuries the Washington Redskins had last season or the amount of injuries the Washington Nationals have had this season. I didn't even think you could get that injured in baseball. <laughs> I didn't think it could be that big Well, of an issue. I, I didn't think it was that bad till you had Howie Kendrick playing first base. <laughs> Howie Kendrick! My Lord! What's going on here? Like, the Nationals can their pitching coach. He's gone. And the injuries, that's a huge issue. I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going on. But And another thing, the amount of games they have blown. Uh, the amount of blown games is unbelievable. They would be leading a game, then the other team would come back and win. I've seen that so many times. That's baseball sometimes, though. That, yeah, that really is baseball. But I've seen it more with the Nationals than <laughs> any of the other teams I've watched. But, you know, it's still fun to go out to the park and watch um, a baseball game. I actually went to a game this year. It was pretty fun. But anyways, it's crazy to see the Nats blow so many games. They're pitching, not doing as well as they should. And Bryce and, Harper's having a good time in Philly while they're in first place of your division. Bryce Harper, <laughs> he's not doing any better. I'm, ju- I'm just saying He's getting booed every game. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> it's Philly, though. Yeah, it's he's getting booed. He's on pace for like the most strikeouts or something. Throw snowballs at football players, so like <laughs> they'll do anything up there in Philly. Yeah, but I mean, I I didn't really have high hopes for the Nats this season. I thought they'd do pretty good, but Martinez he needs to be on the hot seat. If he isn't on the hot seat, there's an issue up there with ownership. So it, it's going to be another one of those things where. They're going to let their coach go after two years. It's been a trend. They let Dusty Baker go, which was a huge mistake. And I'm not really sure. It's crazy, but I, yeah, I, I'm just at a loss for words about the Nationals. But I really don't know what to say. But their injuries are just killing them, and they need to fix that. But, um... Recently, they actually had a good series with the Dodgers. Um, Gerardo Parra hits a grand slam for them. So, pretty good series in L.A. So, uh, the Nats, to start improving, just focus on the little wins. You you just got to keep winning. But with their pitching and the amount of injuries they have, I don't see them going far this year. Unfortunate for your Nats. Oh no, what, they may not. <laughs> it's it's baseball. Uh, baseball. You can't the, get your hopes up on baseball. You really can't. Baseball is a sport where you can go out, watch your team play, and have fun, win or lose, because yeah. that's the experience of a baseball game. Yeah, it's completely different from football, where you want to throw your remote at the TV. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because baseball, you have 162 games in a season. Football, you have. Eight home games in a yeah. season. Eight home games. That's all. So, you know, there's a lot that can take place in an MLB season, but I think after this season, Dave Martinez is gone. and He's young. Um, I feel like he'll be a great coach somewhere else, but I just don't think the Nationals are going to keep him after this season. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, um, any last thoughts? Nope. Uh, not the most topics to talk about, but 
got to catch everybody up, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the off season. You, it's, you know, it's May right now. It, it's May, so training well, camp is starting up here soon in July for football. Uh, you're going to start OTAs here very soon for teams. Yeah. A lot of injuries might pop up. Who knows? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I, I'm just hoping the Redskins do well. Um. Oh yeah. Um. I want. I want to add in a topic. We um. Just a real brief How could topic. You? It it's uh, I I think you'd lo- want to chime joke. in though. It's a joke. Okay. I I know. I just think you would like to chime in though. Okay. What are the Redskins doing, giving the number seven to Dwayne Haskins? What has that man do done to deserve Joe Theismann's number? Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the guy who called in to 1067 the fan. I believe it was the Grant and Danny show, and sa- he he was yelling, saying, "You're not gonna call the Yankees asking for Babe Ruth's number, Mickey Mantle's number. If you They're think retired. The Washington Redskins are above the freaking New York Yankees. You are high, and you do not deserve to be a podcaster. I." I'm not saying they're above the Yankees. I'm saying in and terms... And you think that any of the Washington Redskins players, members of the organization, are above Babe Ruth, let alone just the Yankees, you don't deserve to be a podcaster. I'm not... That, that's not what I'm saying. And I didn't say that. But so, what, why isn't Joe Theismann's number retired? I mean... It's ridiculous, and I don't think Dwayne Haskins should have the number seven in the first place. And it's crazy in the first place that the Redskins didn't retire Joe Theismann's number seven. So that's my short tidbit on the Redskins. I'm not sure if you have anything, any words to say on that, but you're a Pittsburgh fan, so... No, because my organization doesn't retire numbers. It has one retired number out of its entire organization's history, and that is 75, and that's for Joe Green. Really? Only one? Only one that we have retired for our organization because Joe Green, mean Joe Green, was the one who turned our entire organization around. The 1969 draft changed the Steelers forever. So that's why his number is retired. Other than that... No other number is retired. Nothing. So I don't have it. My opinion on retired numbers comes down to who gives a crap? <laughs> That's my thing. It's like, let him wear a number. It's a number. The person is what matters, not the number. Maybe keep like a jock strap or a helmet or a mouthpiece. I don't know, but like a number. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hit me in the heartstrings that much. It doesn't tug on my heartstrings. Well, I, I mean, that that's a good opinion, and that's the, just me. That I feel that that's that's what I've stuck with forever. The Steelers so. having one retired number shows that you have to be really darn good. We have one other number that we don't give out, but it but it doesn't. Um, it it's not on the same level as what Joe Green is. It's just a number that we don't give out. Who's that? I believe his name is Ernie Stockner, I want to say. It's it's from way back, I believe, in the 50s or the 40s. I can't remember. It's it's not on the top of my head. But What did he do? I could not. I, like I said, it's not on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. But I know that there is a number that we don't give out, but it's not a considered retired number 
because Mean Joe Green, it happened on TV where we did it at halftime. Mean Joe Green's number was retired. So that's the only number that I am aware of that has his jersey retired with the Steelers. Well, that's just my tidbit on the Redskins. You know, Dwayne Haskins has the number seven. It's in the past now, but we'll see how the Redskins You're going to go home and cry? (laughs) No. All right. No, it's not worth my time. Then it's nothing to get mad at. It's not worth my time crying about the Redskins at this point. Any last thoughts, CJ? I can't believe that you thought the Redskins were above the Yankees for a second. I did not say that. I did not say that. I did not say that one bit. (laughs) I didn't. And you know it. You were thinking it. Well, CJ, it was great being back with you after our week off. Um, there, This does it. Wraps it up for another edition of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network. As always, we are brought to you by Route 11 Chips. Make sure you check us. Check them out, Martins, Food Lion, and Giant. Thank you to... Dave Johnson for our intro and JR Beats Official for our music as always. Make sure you check us out Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search up the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. You should be able to find us. So and, and please send us your questions on our email address. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Thank to you. Put on your topics. Thank you. Like I set up this email. I would love to email. yell at Josh and tell him he's wrong. <laughs> uh, but seriously, send us, send us your questions. I mean, it'd be a lot fun. It, uh, more funner. If we had like a mailbag, more funner, more fun. Dude, it's been a long week. Come on. So far. Get, grammar. Get, forget it. <laughs> it's been a long week, but so far, it's Tuesday. What do you mean it's been a long week? <laughs> I feel like it's already next year. Okay. Already. It's been crazy. But it, it would be a lot of fun to have a mailbag we could open up, email, send us your sports questions. CJ and I can answer them. Heck, send CJ questions about JMU equipment. He'll answer them because he know, he loves JMU and he does a lot with it. And yeah, uh, I I'm sure you can get a lot of information from CJ. Me, not so much, but I'll answer your sports questions. So make sure you send us an email, KirbyOnSports at gmail.com. Till next week, CJ and I saying so long. Till next time, peace out. <laughs>